Hey guys, welcome back to another episode of the Weekly Call. Uh, Super, super fun episode here for you today. We had a listener sit down and take the time out of his own day to make us a rap song. Yeah, this guy made a Weekly Call rap and emailed it to us. It actually got lost in our email inbox for about two, almost two months. And we found it during the podcast and played it and... We got laughing so hard, super impressed with this rap. Uh, We talk about a lot of different things leading up to the end-ish of the podcast where we play the rap song, but nevertheless, (laughs) super excited to hear what you guys think of this rap. Really well done, and shout out to Moki. Sit back, relax, and enjoy this episode of The Weekly Call. We can turn on the stress response just by thought alone. We can think about our problems and turn on those chemicals. That means then our thoughts could make us sick. So if it's possible that our thoughts could make us sick, is it possible then our thoughts could make us well? The answer is absolutely yes. You're listening to the Weekly Call Podcast with Austin, Hammer, and John. Welcome. It's enormously important that you do have the right friends. If they make you a better person than you otherwise would be, that's the ultimate gift. It deals for the most part with success. It deals with people who you started your life off with and what success does to them. People look at you strange saying you changed, like you worked that hard to stay the same, like you're doing all this for a reason. Remind yourself, this fight that you're in, this is what will make you stronger. Hey guys, and welcome back to another episode of The Weekly Call. Uh, we've got uh, <laughs> Amro out here. <laughs> what the hell was that? Just, yeah, hey, I gotta switch go it up. French I gotta, I gotta, I, I gotta, I gotta rep the French community. We have a large listening in Quebec, so vive les Français, la belle province. Let's oh, go. Okay. Bonjour. Uh, bienvenue à cet épisode de le, le, l'appel de la semaine. Oh my god. Um, on a, How come your French a, voice on your voicemail is not the same French voice as it is right now? Uh, je ne sais pas. Uh, he does not know. Oui. Uh, on a John à Colonna, dans la Colombie-Britannique. Colombie In on British a, Columbia. Et on a Amber and, uh, dans... Etobicoke. <laughs> uh, what is it called? Obitoke. That's actually a place in Alberta, though, isn't it? Uh, I yeah. don't know, man. Which is making actually, it no, less I think, funny. No, I think I sent Amber a photo. It actually was Okotoks. Mm. I, like, risked my entire life to, like, take a photo. <laughs> like, I mean, I, I could have, like, totally, like, this was, like, not, like, this is such a what low What did you do risk. again? low reward endeavor i'm like Lord. speeding like 80 next to this car like trying to like like have it like you know zoom in and like focus in and, like to take a photo of a bumper <laughs> of sticker. sticker that said okotoks <laughs> it was like so that risky for funny. nothing Literally and then nothing. and then like by the time i took the photo and sent it amber's like it's not even obitoks it's ogotoks <laughs> i was like so it wasn't even worth it at all yeah no yeah. and i wonder why you guys are so obsessed with my damn area <laughs> Well, it's just yeah. It's not that it, deep. It's, it's, not, it's <laughs> it ain't that deep, bro. It ain't that deep. It ain't that, that deep. It's it's somewhat uh, 
it's somewhat weirdly spelled, right? So it is kind of a interesting thing. But the one thing I did want to... John's got some big news here. John absolutely blew it up this week and dropped a nuke in Kelowna. They're actually sending out the radiation team to Kelowna because of the size of the nuke this guy dropped. So uh, he changed up his sails a little bit. I know he did that. He changed up his style a little bit. And, and, and the people of Kelowna don't know what hit them. So how was that week, John? Well, it's pretty legit, actually. It was interesting too, because it was like, um, like I, I, I kind of figured after the call, like, like the, the two weeks ago, that, that I was going to be wrong. I just didn't know how wrong I was going to be, and right. I was even more wrong than I even initially thought. Um, right. Yeah, but it was interesting though. Like, see, like, but like, I'm grateful though because, like, uh, because I took action on it and actually took it seriously and was like, and uh, you know, to which quote very Amber few here, people would. I do. tried on that outfit. Yeah, and I've done that many times with things that you guys have said. Um, and, and I think that's one of the best things about this call is that we really do try and take what the other person's saying, regardless of what our, like, a, a initial id or ego response would be, you know, it's like, Hey, we actually got to put this into, into play a little bit. Um, so yeah, pretty cool. Um, and I think there was, uh, yeah. Like how, how was it though? What changed? Well, I mean, clearly I just did the initial calls. I mean, that's what I did. Um, you know, I, I really took your advice and basically everything you were saying to do as far as the initial call, I actually took action on. Um, like right. my average phone call went from like, you know, maybe in that seven minute range, you know, with maybe some of the longer calls being 10 minutes to set an estimate mm-hmm. to like my average call was well into, you know, 15 minutes or so with, you know, my longest calls being like upwards of 30 minutes, Yeah. you know? So, um, yeah. yeah, I mean, it made all the difference in my booking percentage um i mean i went like i think my first week this year i went like one for five the second week i went uh three for 14 wow or maybe four for 14 and then that was when i hopped in the call with you guys and was like oh yeah i know people just don't book in january blah 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 right the next week i went eight for nine and then this last week i went uh 13 for 20 So the first, over the first two, over the first two weeks, my booking percentage was twenty one percent. Over the last two weeks since taking that change, it went to seventy two percent. I think it's safe to say that, like, if, if it went from like twenty one to like thirty percent, okay, whatever. But like, that's a massive difference. Like, that's not even remotely in the same range, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and this week, I booked forty nine thousand dollars, which is just yeah. ridiculous, dude. That used to be like. In, in student works east that was what our average operator did in a year in 2016 i think no that that it might be a bit older but that used to be the old rookie average and you just booked that in a week in january that's and that's unfair man that's not cool you gotta you gotta apologize my biggest week last year was forty nine thousand, and it was like at the end of august or something yeah. like that so dude a forty nine thousand dollar sales week in january john Oh, that just no, it's nuts. Oh, no, it's, it's insane. insane. It's insane. Illegal. Yeah. It's, no, it I know. should it, be it's illegal. It's actually insane. It's actually insane. Um, and and it's, you, know, it's, you know what's really cool about it too is that it, I actually didn't do it in any way that like anybody could actually go and do what I just did because all I did was knock on doors, call the people's numbers I got with initial call, showed up to their house on time, did a quote, and booked it. Like, it wasn't like there was, like, some I know. sort of magical... That's the, that's the beauty <laughs> of it all. That's yeah, the yeah. beauty yeah. of it all. It's so goddamn just, like, systemized and straightforward, you know? Like... Oh. Welcome to the other side, John. 
it's honestly i'm i'm i uh yeah, like there's, you know, there's very few people that have been so wrong, uh, you know, like, like you know, <laughs> coming to mind, you know, like the guy who did the Louisiana state purchase, who sold all that, you know, the, all that land for like, I think it was like, you know, like, I think it was like, like, a, I think it was like a penny an acre or something like that, or 10 cents an acre or something like that. Bad deal. Um, you there's know, the guy uh, who sold his Apple stock for 800 bucks. That was worth 17 billion. Yeah, um, you know, the Russians sold uh, Alaska, or no, no, I think it was a Den- a Denmark sold Alaska to uh, to America for like something like $7.2 million, which, is a, which was like still not very much even in its own day, which of course, everyone knows how much oil is in Alaska. Um, there's the uh, Iroquois, I believe it was, that, that, um, that told uh, Thomas Pencil, uh, or Thomas, yeah, Pennsylvania, he was like, uh, uh, yeah, yeah. Who's like, yeah, oh yeah, like you guys can the, the, the Iroquois were like, you can have as much land as a, one man can run in a single day. So they basically found a John Morgan of like the you know the 1700s, and he sprinted for like 24 hours straight. What? And that's yeah. That's the story of how Pennsylvania was was founded. Yeah. Wow. The Iroquois was like, yeah, you can have as much land as one man can run in a day. So they just hired a like professional sprinter to run for 24 hours straight. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's they just found like the David Goggins of like the 1500s and he just that's ran. That's amazing. And, and that's why Pennsylvania is so fucking long, right? <laughs> I didn't know that. That's a fun yeah, fact. Yeah. So anyway, so anyway, there's a lot of people that made mistakes in history. And uh, yeah, no, I'm one of them for sure. Like, <laughs> we got it on camera too. So you can listen yeah. back to it or we got no, it on the it's, it's story. But but like it's cool though, because like I actually am so glad I was wrong. Yeah, you know what I mean. When like now that I'm like me, now that I'm on the right side of this, it's like yeah, sweet. Like I'm glad I'm gonna make more money this year. Like, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like it's not like I like I'm not like I'm actually stoked that I was wrong, and I'm stoked that I have friends that were like, hey, yo, John, like here's actually how you do it, right? Yeah. When people ask me what what you know what's the secret behind John's success, like what's what's the secret sauce? Well, this is one of them. You know the fact that. This guy's been doing the same thing the same way for seven years and in a hundred minutes outside of seven years, out of seven years, in a hundred minutes, he considered that he may have been wrong and was willing to try something new. I actually want to point out something that's even more um, even more difficult for, for me is that I, not only did I do something the same way for essentially seven years or six years, but I did it and got really good results. That was, you exactly. know what I mean? Because like that, like, you know, because you even on the call, we even heard some of that ego sort of bubble up a little bit, you know? It was like all the little ugliness just kind of bubble over, right? It was like, oh, I did better than you. You know, all kind of mm. bubbling up, all like kind of weird, you know? And, uh, you know, so. But that's, yeah, but that's no, it, the it, final yeah. barrier. That was the self-defense mechanism kicking in. And then we went past that. And you, and that's, no, it was cool to truth. listen and just watch a human just like sort of go through like 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 it I, it was it's just cool like I was I was listening I was like wow this guy's a fucking you know what I mean like this is like wow there's the ego you know there it is what's up <laughs> who there it is you know like yeah yeah, yeah. yeah no it was um no it's super fun I mean it, it was um it's interesting actually though because I've actually been like kind of reflecting on it over the last week because you know like as I'm just booking all this work I'm like shit you know because like i was pretty wrong when i booked like 20 grand i was like oh it's a good week and i was like oh shit i'm really wrong i phoned i phoned austin at 40 or 30 grand i was like oh yeah no austin i was really wrong and then at 40 grand i was like damn i was really wrong and then at the end of today i went four for four and booked another 10 grand i'm like damn i was really wrong like it was like every day i just reflected even harder on how wrong i was and i mean it was just story after story i was telling the boys you know this you know i was telling you guys the stories beforehand i mean 
you know, I mean, the initial call without even any doubt certainly had an impact. I mean, the, the one story I was telling Austin just for reference is that I showed up to an estimate, Ammer, and the lady had her credit card on the table, like, and I hadn't even pulled out the estimate yet. And she's like, hey, I just want to let you know the deposit will be on Visa. Wow. I'd and this is after you had done like before. a full eight point pre-close, told her about the 10%, pretty much made her understand there was a huge benefit of making a decision on the day, all that stuff. Totally. Like there was, a, yeah. there was a, I, I'll, I'll kind of rehash some of these stories just for the listeners because yeah. like yeah, I yeah. think that they're pretty valuable. The one guy today, like, um, I, you know, present the quote and like, I was like, you know, I was really adamant. I'm like, yeah, you guys like, it's fine. Like if you don't make a decision, like it's cool. Like it, I'll just mark, I'll put it down as rejected, but you just won't get the 10%. Like, you know, like, it, you know, and I went through, I was like, you know, like, you know, I did, either they were going to do their interior. Or I was going to do it. And I was, you know, I was like, well, do you guys trust me? They're like, oh yeah, totally. We totally trust you. We know you guys would do a great job. I'm like, okay. I'm like, does the price seem reasonable? Like, you know, as far as everything I went over, like, oh yeah, no, like the price seems fair. Like, I don't, you know, we're not even going to get other quotes. Like either you're doing it or we're doing it. I'm like, yeah, no, fair enough. Okay, fair enough. I'm like, do you guys have time to do this? And they're like, no, there's like, we have no chance we're going to do this ourselves. I'm like, oh, okay. So like, sorry, like I, 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 maybe I'm missing something, but it sounds like you guys like would want to do this then. And they're like, well, no, like we really need to think about it. You know, we'll get back to you. I'm like, okay, no worries. No, so I left. The guy called me before I had a chance to even leave the condominium building. He's like, hey, dude, like, like I'm really sorry. Like, is there any chance you can come back up here? We can, we can still get the 10%. I'm like, yeah, dude, it's all good. I'll come back up, right? And like story after story like that where people really saw value in the 10%. And I even actually got into a conversation with this one guy because he's like, hey, man, like it's kind of a sales gimmick. Like I see what you're doing. And I was like, no, man, like it's really not a sales gimmick. I understand like how it can come off that way. But in reality, it's like, this legitimately is actually going to help me be a lot more organized. Like I know how many painters I'm going to hire. You know, your job is wood siding. Like there's a very specific window we can, when we can actually do that. Like, and, and it's like, whether you book that spot or someone else booked that spot, like I want to make sure it's you actually have a chance at that. Right. So like, I know, I know that may seem like a gimmick, but this is actually legitimate. Like if you make a decision that day, I'll give you 10%. Right. And sure enough, the guy show up and there he is. Right. Like he's got his wife already and he, he took it seriously. Right. It's, it's incredible. Um, what you can do when you just set proper expectations and you're professionally firm about your intentions. It's like uh, the one guy, you know, we get to the 10% pitch and he's like, you know what, man, like you sound like you actually really want this job. And like, I understand like, you know, like what, what, why you want to come here. Like, I don't want to waste your time. Like, I'm not going to paint this house this year, but like call me next year. I'm like, dude, I appreciate you like realizing that I'm like, you know, serious about this, right? And, and telling me that, like, I'll call you next year for sure, right? So it's just, it's like, I couldn't even imagine how much time I saved by not doing certain estimates and then focusing more of my energy on other estimates. Boom. What did Corey think about all of this? Well, I mean, Corey's been telling me this stuff for years. So Corey's like, <laughs> Corey's like, dude, like Mike drop. Oh. He's like, I'm, I'm like, he's like, I've been telling you this for like five years. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Yeah. Jordan kind of got me a little bit on it last year, but then when COVID hit, I sort of fell off on it because yeah, the it. bookings were so easy during the summer last year that I just didn't really yeah. feel the need to do. I felt that calls. too, getting a little bit complacent when, when the market was like naturally hungry for services like this, but yeah, no, it's, uh, but then I, but then I think I'm like, wow, like how much better would I have done if I had to just stuck to the system? So no, I mean, it's pretty cool really. And like, I, I was also just reflecting on the fact that um, you know, I wonder how many other situations there are in my life where I just am like, like, so like, um, 
like I don't think this is something I pat myself on the back for necessarily in the sense that like okay cool like fine like I realized I was wrong and I made the adjustment like so cool like I'm really right. happy for that but at the same time I think to myself well shit like if you know what I mean like if I'm like if I was like, like I, maybe I got a little lucky there like what if I didn't have such amazing friends like damn like I would have just been another guy who just had his excuses and just didn't change right so you know it goes yeah, to show like never the people you game. Yeah, the people you surround yourself with um, really matter, right? Because, I mean, there's a lot of friends that would have been like, oh, yeah, no, John, you're totally right, man. Like, January's a tough month. Like, yeah, I know. Like, I totally hear you out, dude. Like, you know? Well, that's what's in our intro song, the Warren Buffett clip. It's all about having the right friends. If you have the right friends, you're, you will always be a better person than you otherwise would be. Yeah, I picked that. Clip. No, it's yeah, true. I know you it's did. True, I know you man. Did. It's true. How was my it's Warren so Buffett true. voice? I feel like it wasn't terrible. That was pretty, that was pretty good. Actually. I, know, yeah. I know. It's pretty it's good. Like a, yeah. Yeah. All, all I've been listening to, by the way, like on podcasts, I just drive around town only listening to the sh- annual shareholder meetings from Berkshire Hathaway. <laughs> I'm currently on 19. No more Marcus Aurelius meditations, like just blasting out the speakers or what? Just blasting out the speakers on this uh, on that Warren Buffett. You know the the the, the, the what is it? What the, are they uh, like? The honestly, oral, like what? what's the entertaining part of them there's just so much wisdom packed in them i mean most of the questions end up being somewhat along the sign but i'm 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 kind of very curious on business evaluation right now like our evaluation sorry and uh, i just find it really interesting how he i don't know he's, he's very um like he's very seductive in the way he talks like he he, they give timeless wisdom. Charlie Munger in particular is hilarious. I mean, just this, he's so concise and so straight to the point and just puts Robotic. up with zero bullshit. Yeah, it's really it's really fascinating. They have like a really good one-liners. Um, but they just have such a... It's interesting. Like what their thought process is so simple. I find it almost... Like it's so simple that it's, 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 it's hard to believe. Like there, there's this it's one quote that he has... Yeah, it's it's actually shocking just how simple it is. Like it's like if I was to repeat some of the stuff that he said, you would be like, no shit. But then it's like we don't follow through with it, you know? Like things like hiring for character and like you know finding out whether someone actually is trustworthy and and things like that. Like that sounds like common sense, but then it's like as Charlie would say, what people mean when they say common sense is that it's uncommon sense, right? But there's this one quote, um, Warren Buffett says, you don't have to do extraordinary things to get extraordinary results. He's like, we didn't do anything complicated, right? Anything we did, you can do. And yeah, I don't know. Mm. It's, 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 it's interesting. But then, I, but then I was reflecting on that. I was like, you know, it, you don't have to do extraordinary things to get extraordinary results. It's like nothing I did this week was actually that impressive yeah, in I itself. Yeah. It was just the fact that I was consistent that, was, that makes it mm-hmm. come impressive, right? Like if you think about like the logistics of all I did this week was I paid some people and I went out myself, knocked on some doors, smiled, right? Asked for people's information to see if they're interested in actually getting Mm -hmm. a free quote, dressed and looked professional, sounded professional, called these people and genuinely showed interest in actually figuring out what it is they need to get done and any of their concerns and when they need to get it done. You know, just asking general questions that a professional would want to know. Mm-hmm. And then basically just stating to them, hey, you know, like, you know, I, I really want to make sure I can help you. So in order to help you best, like if you're able to make a decision that day, I'll give you a 10% discount. So just making sure. sure there's urgency, showing up on time, doing what I said I was going to do as far as actually presenting a quote to them that actually met their needs that we pre-established and built a quote that they actually wanted. And then, and then said, what's your decision? And then 
I collected a 20% deposit and booked it in. Like nothing, like nowhere along the line there where you're like, whoa, dude, that's wait, slow down a little bit. I didn't hear you, right? Like yeah. that was all, you know, so it, it's, it's, uh, it's a beautiful thing what can happen in life when you just put your head down and just work. And I had a yeah. damn, like I had a lot of fun this week. It was super fun. For sure. Yeah, that's really exciting, man. Um, Congrats, so, man. That's actually big. Like yeah. well done. You're yeah. falling in love with your craft. Yeah, dude. Like, well, that was the thing. Like, I, I was talking about this with Trisha, and I think I even mentioned this to Austin too. I was like, you know, um, the nice, like, uh, one thing, things I don't like doing in life is like, I don't like taking out the trash in the sense that it, there's no, there's no value add, there's no skill involved. Like, as in, I could pay someone to take out the trash. Like, you know, anybody could take out the trash, and it would be done just as effectively, give or take. Right? I mean, you know, like it's it's just just no value add, right? And, you know, appointment scheduling, like just calling someone and saying, hey, like, are you free at two? And then saying yes. And then you just marking it down. Like there's no skill in that. Right. But actually doing a proper professional initial call, like there's actually skill there. Like as in you can say the right things and the wrong things and you can build value in certain ways to actually have a higher chance of success. And that's fun because now it's like we're not just like now you're actually playing basketball a little bit. Right. Like you're actually taking a shot and you're like, okay, I can work on my shot. Right there's skill involved and you know it, it's uh i know it's a beautiful thing doing something that requires skill and trying to get good at it like that's just fun it's fun doing things that require skill and getting good at them mm. that's why i love sales there's no skill gap you can keep getting better and better and better and better and better and you, there's, there's no limit and the moment you think that you've hit your limit is when there's like the next biggest step like for that person yeah, cool. no, dude. It's it's um yeah no. So I, I had a lot of fun. I had a lot of fun this week. I really did. Yeah. Austin, how was your week, man? Well, uh, you're oh, muted. Sorry, I got that. I'm actually not muted on our. Uh, I wasn't muted on our recording system. I was just muted on Zoom, so that's gonna sound weird. Um, but I uh, I had a great week too. I was using the same, obviously the same thing I was talking to John about, and uh, ended up doing. Which again was just crazy for me because I've never, I've never been this busy in January with other stuff going on in my life, and had this amount of results in January, compared to even when this was my only focus when running my business as an operator was just my full time focus. I still didn't have this many results, so it's pretty cool. Um, so yeah, I did five estimates this week and and booked over. 25 27,000 approximately so, that's so crazy <laughs> yeah F- five for five baby you know wow. don't waste any time yeah yeah no but like that's so like like, like you couldn't have spent a better you know i yeah. imagine you probably spent well i still got i still hours. was able to go and do three estimates with an operator on my team we booked 10k together so that was fun i did that today shout out to lucas i know he listens lucas vandenbrook um and yeah i got just a ton of stuff done with school and you know like like i just have so much going on that i have to be really optimized or like i have to look at it almost now where i'm shopping for clients to go do estimates for because if i'm just trying to maximize my input yeah at the end of the year the week that might end up with like a a slightly more amount of revenue possibly by chance but I would the opportunity cost of all of that time is gonna make my academic career and and um and my and my team suffer right. So every time I go to an estimate, I have to be really sure that I'm gonna book it 
because if I give up two hours of my time, that sucks. Like that's a huge cost now. You so, basically have a, a, a limited amount of time. Yeah. And you, you basically- I have like, one day of estimates for my own business a week. But you essentially also have like, um, like let's say like, I'm just gonna make this up, let's say seven hours of estimates, 10 hours of estimates, right? And right. you basically are gonna spend that, invest that time in a certain amount of clients. So yeah. you're going to invest that in the same way that like a, you know, like Warren Buffett would like, if, yes. if you only have $10, you're not going to put $10 into a bond that's going to yield 2%. If you could put the same $10 into Coca-Cola, it's going to get you a 20% yeah. return, right? Mm-hmm. Now these, by the way, just, I'm making numbers. Yeah, up, so. yeah, yeah. No, I know <laughs> yeah. But so like, you're basically just, you're basically a capitalist for your own time. <laughs> yes. But you know what's yes, interesting? Yeah. But you know what's <laughs> interesting though? It's like, when does it ever become the time? Like, when, like, like. That's I know. When does it become realize. the solution to not use that? <laughs> yeah, but Austin, no, but you helped me really understand that because, like, last week, yeah. like, you were like, John, like, you, like, you, your, your time is worth more than like basically anyone else that's your age, and I was, and so I was sitting there like in the shower the other day, I was thinking to myself, dude, like, what the fuck, like, wh- why would I just not value my time sometimes, but value it others? Right. Like, well, I sh- it shouldn't be random. Here's the thing. John, I would encourage you because I, I like I've talked to a couple people about this, and I know there's a a, a theory or, or like a something that encompasses this. But I would encourage you to go take on something big in your life that would take up a lot more of your time. Like I don't know what that would be for you. Maybe it's like you would start a running group or something. I don't know. Like you would start. Like you would take up a something. A lot more of your time you'd start volunteering 30 hours a week somewhere in the preseason or something it's just going to take up so much of your time that it's literally going to force you to become so dialed in and optimized with how you spend your time in your business that you get to that level and that's literally all i did is i started dming a team of eight people and started a master's degree so i didn't have the fucking choice <laughs> like if i wanted to still run a business i had to do that like there was no Oh, I can just go do 15 estimates. Like, no, I can only afford to do five, right? So if I can only afford to do five, that means I only have to do one calling session. That one calling session and that one day estimates better be the best goddamn, you know, like day estimates I've ever done. So, and, 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 but here's the thing, like, you don't have to go that extreme, right? Like I definitely, I I would say, you know, if you ask Miranda, I've taken on a bit too much, right? Like bit, bit going a bit crazy sometimes here, but, um, you know, take on a little bit more elsewhere in your life and it will naturally cause you to do that, right? Um, Ryan Holiday talks about that. He's like, if you have like one thing on the go, it's like you're kind of disorganized with it. But if you have two things on the go, you're like slightly more Well, it's the whole premise of our rest is exhausting episode about me taking two, three and a half weeks off. It's like, started to get lazy with stuff like I, it took me three days to answer an email i'm just like what the hell is going on with me now you know you well know, that's like, actually one of the things i like about running the painting business is that like as an owner operator is that you have sort of all these different hats that you have to wear like whether yes. recruiting marketing yeah. sales production and each of them in and of themselves doesn't necessarily like i mean they can if you allow them to fully engross mm-hmm. you but for the most part it's like you kind of finish your production stuff and you move on your sales stuff and then you finish your sales stuff so like you can like fully complete each section you know in a given day right for sure and, and so it's kind of fun in the sense that you're kind of moving from one task to the next 
And uh, if if you're trying to be competent in all of them, it, like I, I like if you look at my schedule, like I don't have any free time at all, like other than like you know the odd reading session here and there. It's kind of nice actually, like keeping busy. It's a it's a different pace than my time off, but yeah, it's um. I, mean, this, I don't know. I don't know about you guys, but I love this time of the year. It's just a fun time. It, it really is, man. Is. It I feel really like a gunslinger because, this time of the year. Like, it's like well, a wild because, laugh. like, I th- there's something that I think it's a phenomenon for seasonal work. Like, if you're in the business of doing seasonal work, when you're really proactive with finding clients really early in the year, you end up finding some pretty cool clients. Oh my gosh, you find the coolest people. Because the people that book on with you eight months or six months before a project takes place are the type of people that are dialed in on life. (laughs) You know, you're not getting like the, you're not getting like the stragglers that call you in like late May and they're like, can you start next week? (laughs) And you're like, no, (laughs) there's no chance I could do that, right? So you're just getting some people that are just really calculated and really well-educated usually and really interesting to talk to. I end up enjoying a lot of the quotes I do in January, February, a lot more than I do in the spring because the spring naturally funnels in all these people that just get quotes or whatever, you know? Um, there was this so, guy, yeah. there was this guy I was doing a quote for uh, yesterday morning and uh, it was yesterday morning and he, you know, we had this, you know, it was a fantastic quote, you know, all around and he, he looks at me dead in the eyes. He's like, what do you enjoy about running your painting business? He's like, you seem to have fun with it. He's like, like what, like what gets you up in the morning each day and that like, just wants you to keep pushing forward. And oh, we're sitting there and I, I kind of, this. I kind of paused for a moment. I looked at him and I, and his, and his wife and he had two daughters. Okay. And they're just sitting over there playing and having this good time. And I said, just, just look over here. And he's like, you know, like just, we'll just watch your wife and kids. And they're sort of just playing off. And like, they, you know, they didn't even notice that we were like looking at them. Right. I'm like, that's why I do this. Cause like one day, like I want to have that. Like I want to have two daughters. I want to have a wife and I want to be able to put them in the same position you did, which is have a beautiful house like this. Mm-hmm. And he was like, yeah, dude, same. And we just like, we, but it was like, it was a cool bonding moment where like him and I looked at each other. We both looked at his wife and kids and we're like, yeah, like pretty cool. You know, like it was just a good, it was a cool moment. I was like, you know, and he was also like a endurance athlete as well. So we kind of bonded on that, but he's just mm. a cool freaking guy, you know, like I really like the guy, mm-hmm. really liked him. That's so interesting, man. I'm, I'm, I've had a similar conversations like that with clients and I'm like, yeah, you know, my, my end goal is to have a house like this and to have a, you know, a young, beautiful family and not really have to worry about, you know, working as much as I'm working right now. Um, but yeah, so uh, funny story. I go to this quote on uh, Tuesday. I, I did a, a Tuesday or Wednesday this week. And um, this guy goes, uh, we're, we're, we're in the middle of a conversation about his house. Like we're talking about siding. And he looks at me and goes, by the way, good podcast. And I go, What? You're not telling this story. And I go, (laughs) (laughs) Yo, John, are you still there? Did you just turn off your video? Uh, Hey, if you're on the internet, please don't be. Okay, yeah. So I want John to hear this, though, because this is hilarious. John, can you hear us? I'm here. I'm just telling Trish to get off the internet. Okay. (laughs) Get (laughs) off the internet. Yeah. So, So this guy looks at me, cuts himself off almost, and goes, Good podcast, by the way, man. And I went, oh God, what what do you mean? He went, well, well, when I messaged you on your Facebook page and your Facebook page, I searched up your name and I found your personal page and I saw a post that you made on your personal page about your podcast 
went over to your podcast and just scrolled through randomly and just pressed play. And I was like, okay, uh, what episode are you <laughs> listening to? Yeah. And I, <laughs> And I was like, okay, whatever. Is it the auto starter to? one? Go far. <laughs> dude. No, dude. He listened to jokes. the one that we you were ramping us up to do the marathon challenge. Ha! And dude, so he goes. And so he goes. Who's like, this dude, John this Morgan guy? Far <laughs> back. This is far back. I'm like, why did you go so far back? He's like, I don't know. I just love. I just scrolled through and just press play. And I was like, and he goes, yo. Two things. Oh, Ammer is because this guy is from. Uh, damn, I can't remember where he's from, but he lived in Toronto for a while, and he's like, Ammer is the pinnacle of Toronto. This guy didn't even know what a kilometer was. He goes, Yo, a kilometer is like running from the CN Tower to my favorite nightclub three times. Because <laughs> he like looked it up. And Did I say that? Did yo, I you actually, actually say that? said that on the podcast. Oh and then he goes, God. and then at the end, John starts talking about how he ran so far one time that he shit his pants. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, I was like, yeah, you know what, Nick? Like, that oh was a bad God. look for the podcast for sure. <laughs> so yeah, no, it was just really funny. <laughs> and so this guy was like, Yeah, like I'm I'm interested in starting a podcast myself. It's really cool to see that you have a podcast. Wow. But he was like really down to earth, really nice guy, but it was just so cool. It, it was like my brain was having an aneurysm because there was two parts of my life that I had never possibly seen as, as coming together, just like came together in the middle of this guy's front lawn on like a snowy January day. And I was just Dude, like, what? <laughs> like, that actually happens to me a lot where like someone will be talking to me about something, you know, like, and I'm like, oh, this is interesting. Like, like, for example, like I was talking to this one guy and he's like a financial advisor and he's like talking about investing. He's like, oh yeah, like, do you invest at all? And I was like, oh wow, this is so cool. Cause like now I can like be like, yeah, I actually have this separate company where all I do is like invest on the side. He's like, no way. Mm -hmm. And we start talking about investing and it was just like, like, you know, cause I wake up every morning and basically read about investing. And so it's, mm -hmm. it's just, it's really cool to like have those two worlds collide. And I'm mm -hmm. like, Oh wow. Like, you know, cause you don't get to talk to your like random clients like that all the time. And for sure. Yeah. It's cool when those, when those different worlds collide. I mean, I haven't had anyone introduce the podcast yet and I'm kind of hoping that they don't cause I don't know. <laughs> well, it's not like we have anything incriminating on here. It's just that it, you know, like, I, I don't know. I, I don't have, I, I would encourage all of my clients to go listen to all the pod. Like, I don't have anything to hide. Like, there's nothing. It's just weird to think that somebody would be like, oh, yeah, cool. Like, I hired Austin last year in his business. Like, I'll go listen to his podcast. I, I would have never thought of that at all when starting this podcast. <laughs> you know, it's just like, it was so funny. Yeah. So, I, Austin, I you, jumped... um, no, sorry, go yeah, ahead. Yeah, go ahead, John. Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was going to say, I once jumped on a call with a guy, uh, I think in Edmonton, and he was like, uh, it was like for my for my course, and he was like, uh, he was like really nervous on the phone, because like he saw my ad, and uh, no, he, he was from Washington, Washington, D.C., and he like oh, saw my ad, saw my page, saw the podcast, saw like a, uh, an interview that I had back in 2017, and I like called him, and he was like, uh... Uh, I'm like, oh, hey, you know, we have a call scheduled. He's like, oh, sorry, like, I, I completely forgot. Is this Ammer, by the way? I'm like, yeah, yeah, this is him speaking. He's like, oh, how you doing, sir? You know, I'm a big fan of, uh, of what you've been doing. Uh, your story is very inspiring. I listened to a couple of the podcasts. I can't wait to jump on a call with you. Uh, it's okay, we can reschedule oh, for the weekend. Oh, wow, cool. And I'm just like, 
totally yeah let's do it that's so, so weird man yeah when the worlds collide it kind of throws me off sometimes yeah. but uh, it's uh, yeah and like awesome. i would say like to be honest it's pretty cool to have people that i would have never thought would yeah. listen to the podcast that will message that have messaged me over the past year and a half and i've just been like yo absolute like i haven't speaking spoken to these people and i would say some of them like two or three years Dude, went to yeah. high school with them right follow them on instagram we still follow each other and they've just reached out and been like yo awesome like i love the podcast it's great um keep it up or whatever i'm just like man that's cool because i would have never ever thought of them being interested in what i'm talking about or uh yeah i don't know like it's just cool to see those worlds <laughs> collide yeah um on that note i was actually uh we actually got a few uh, two questions that got wrote uh, written to us this week uh, on the podcast instagram account that i wanted to bounce off you guys because i think It'd be uh, a few things, a few worthwhile things to discuss. Um, and they're actually kind of intertwined. So I'm thinking that... Interesting. Okay. Uh, yeah, I'm thinking I'll ask the shorter gonna... one first, and then we'll get into the longer one after. So cool. the shorter one is, uh, this is from, uh, should I be saying names? Probably not. First name. Based no, on, no, not based not on the now. question, I would say no. No. Okay. So... Um, it just starts with is it isn't always easy just tuning out those who don't support you how do you push through dealing with all of the obstacles in your way and make people have faith in your potential pretty loaded question read it one more okay, time okay let's, yeah, let's tackle time. that first yeah. yeah i think there's yeah. actually a couple of different points there yeah i think there is too it isn't always easy just tuning out the people who don't support you point number one Point yeah. number two, uh, how do you push through dealing with all of the obstacles in your way and make those people have faith in your potential? Yeah, see, he put the and in there, but it is just three different questions. Right, but really. here's the thing is I actually think it's a bit of a paradox. I think that it's not really about getting those people to see to that exactly. you have the potential. It's about just doing what you want to do and doing it as though it was meant to be done, right? Like, um, it seems like this person is really just into seeking the approval of people that he loves and cares about which i'm not saying is a bad thing it's just it's a game that you can't control the outcome of no. right so so it's just like uh yeah amber i know you're chomping at the bit here yeah so gary v has yeah. uh gary vaynerchuk has an amazing uh perspective on this where he says most people always try to tune out the haters you know how do i tune out the haters yeah They're so annoying how do i tune out the haters but at the same time, when people like give them positivity and encouragement, it, it makes them feel good. But it's a paradox. You can either eliminate both or keep both. So if somebody compliments, uh, let's say John, let's say I'm going to use it as an example. If John receives a compliment, he will not feel any better about his day. He'll just be like, oh, thank you like for acknowledging that. But his emotions are pretty much the same. And the effect of that is when somebody says something negative to John, John will be like, oh, okay, thank you very much. I appreciate your input. And he'll just move on. So I don't think it's possible for John to like really like get an emotional high from somebody complimenting him and ignoring the negatives. So I think it's like really looking at how can I just be doing what I'm doing irregardless of what people think. Well, because if what's up? Well, I was gonna say I have a similar chain of thought, but it, it, like maybe maybe this is the same thing. Like, let me like so it's like if someone says something negative, people just tend to just like just 
like be like, oh, like it's a hater, blah, 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 right? Whereas if someone says something positive, they just like, they're like, oh yeah, that's so true. Whereas why would exactly. the why would the negative thing be any less true than the, the than the positive thing and vice versa, right? So if someone says something negative, you should just like, for example, my initial reaction to Austin when he was saying all those things, like on the on a couple of podcasts ago, was to reject it. But then, as you can see over the course right. of the podcast, I was able to be like, "No, hold on, he actually has a really valid point here." Like, I'm actually just not being rational, right? So, if someone says something negative, just like rather than it's like, "Oh, how do I tune out the haters?" It's like, well, like either just don't have yourself to subject. Like, I mean, like either just like limit your channels of uh, information that's flowing to you, right? I mean, like I don't have haters around me because if someone's going to get a hold of me, they have to either call me or email or text me. So like mm-hmm. there's not a lot of haters in those three channels, right? So, but if someone was to give me information, right? It's it's up to me to decide whether or not that's a positive or negative information, right? Like, I, so yeah. I, I find it interesting that people would just assume- But I think- yeah, no, I completely agree with what you're saying, John, and and I don't want to undermine any of what you're saying. I'm just putting myself in the shoes of the person that wrote this. I think this person is is the first year they've ran their business. Let's say they're living with parents and siblings that think that he, this person's a little bit out to lunch with what they're trying to accomplish. Really? Yeah. You're going to go start a business in the middle of a pandemic? Really? Is that the best choice? You're still in university. Are you still, how are you going to keep your grades up? How are you, you know, this, I, I, I admittedly, like my parents weren't unsupportive. They definitely weren't supportive. So they were kind of just like, ah, you know, you're young, might as well try it now. And there was and, and so I get it. Like, I, I really do get the point that he's coming from. Um, and I know what it feels like, maybe not to his level, but just to feel the, oh, wow. Like I was expecting more support here and it's just absent. And um, to that, John, you can't just decide the channels because if you live with the people that are unsupportive, it's it's a lot more difficult, I would say. Well, no, of course. I mean, you you yeah. uh, you can't. I mean, well, you 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 could, but I mean, it's not well, it's always a lot difficult, more difficult to. It's just like different than what you're saying. Yeah, some channels are obviously yeah. easier to to block off than others, right? I mean, like, so not choosing to go on social media—that's me choosing to not have that channel in my life and now I, I so i understand that there's different channels and you know family is one of those ones that for some people is really hard to you know block off right so but in saying that though um i, I don't i you know I, I mean as the stoics say right i mean reputation sort of you know other people's opinions those are beyond your control so you should just be indifferent to those things right whereas it really what matters as warren buffett would say is the inner scorebar uh, inner scoreboard right or the inner scorecard right this is one thing that Amor i think is you know, you know, really skillful at doing is realizing that there's these people that have all these opinions around me, but ultimately it's how I feel about the situation that actually matters, right? If people are saying you made a terrible choice, bad investment, you know, bad business idea, blah, 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 blah. Ultimately their opinions don't actually um, affect the actual um, intrinsic value of your investment or of your idea, right? Like, I mean, Warren Buffett's a greatest example of this. I mean, you know, the stock price in of itself, like the quoted price on the on the stock market, that's just noise. The stock price and the actual intrinsic value of the business are two different things, right? So look at the intrinsic value of the idea that you hold and realize that all of the opinions that are flying at you, they're nothing better than just stock quotes. Like some are more accurate than others, but that doesn't mean that you have to just take all of them as they are, right? So 
I think, sure. but, I, but in saying that, I mean, it's more difficult said than done. But it, but like anything, though, this is just a muscle that this this person's gonna have to develop. I mean, I remember you know being in a similar situation with unsupportive family members that you know thought it was a mm-hmm. terrible idea, and it was really tough. But ultimately, the resiliency and the fortitude to just stick to it obviously paid off. So, mm-hmm. yeah. The thing on the parents as well. Um, if you really, uh, if, if, if for this right now, we're just kind of guessing if this yeah. is personal or not, but uh, just to, just to get it out there, if you have a f- friends or family who disapprove of what you're doing, if you truly love them and you don't want to resent them, keep doing what you want to do. Because if you stop because of what they tell you, like if they're telling you to stop and you so listen true. to them, you're going to end up hating them and resenting them for, for letting them stop you. Yeah. So just don't let them stop you. Keep well, doing Amber, what do you, you love? think there's value in also just trying to understand their like what like what their so opinion he, is? Totally, and that was my second point: is put some empathy, deploy some empathy yeah. on their perspective. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're yeah. lacking so much data. Mm-hmm. Like if it's your mother, it's just her motherly instincts to protect you. Hundred percent. If it's your That's dad, it's say. the same thing. Mm-hmm. If it's your friends, it's because like it's something unique. They they want at the end of the day, they want the best for you, mm-hmm. and this is something they don't understand. And maybe they read one article about this one thing, and they're just trying to help you out. So just, you know, be empathetic. You know, don't judge these yeah, people. Yeah, where did like, they, where they're they're, where's their information coming from, right? Yeah, we don't know exactly. Actually, here's an example, um, sort of loosely. So I had this, I had this client the other day and, and they were super defensive towards all my advances as a salesman. And, and so I was like, hey, like, have you guys, you know, like, have, have you guys hired a contractor in the last couple of years? And they're like, oh yeah, we did. We had a terrible experience. I was like, oh, I was like, oh, okay, like, what contractor like what did you guys he's like yeah we we tried getting some kitchen cabinets done and we made a decision at the time of you know at the time of his quote and the guy totally took us uh, took advantage of us he collected a 50 percent deposit and walked off with our money i said wow like that sounds like a terrible experience and he's like yeah and i was like so like i'm like hey like i totally understand like why it is that like i i see that i'm i i see where i'm similar to this guy and like you know i totally understand that you know you're resistant towards the estimate like, would you be open to like, you know, me still coming out and just, you know, we can have no pressure on the table, but just getting to know me because I want to get to know you and I want to prove to you that I'm an honest guy. And he's like, he's like, yeah, okay, fair enough. Right. But like, as soon as that was on the table, I was able to understand where this guy was coming from. And he went from being like, this guy's kind of an asshole to being, oh, like that totally makes sense. Like if I got ripped off for like, I don't even know how much money you got. I mean, kitchen cabinets aren't cheap. I don't know how much money you got ripped off. Yeah, I mean, I would also be skeptical of the guy that came to my door and said, hey, are you, if you book at the time of the estimate, you get 10% off. Like, I'd also be skeptical, right? So, you know, maybe your parents, you know, had a, you know, you don't, I mean, because I don't know about you guys, but sometimes you, you'd be surprised some of the stories that you're, you don't know about your parents. Like, maybe they're, maybe your parents had a business when they were your age as well that you don't know about that also failed, like, during a recession. I don't know, right? Very, very good point. Yeah. So um, I think that answers the the whole question, though. I think that we we'll read it one more time. I think there was one little tiny point that I wanted to hit, though. Okay. Um, okay. So, oh yeah, the obstacles. Sorry, hold on. Yeah. I, already, I already got it. Yeah, the obstacles part. So the he says, "How do you way to make you have to make them have faith in your potential?" Well, there was the and that, but the, I mean, yeah. assuming that he didn't mean so the obstacles. You know, you, you remember like as Marcus Aurelius says, right? The impediment to action, okay, advances action. So all of these things that you're perceiving as obstacles ultimately are just another step on that path to success. 
you read anyone i mean you like you read about any person in history that's accomplished absolutely anything okay like even jesus had haters right like yeah literally like you'll ne- you you'll never find a single story of a- anyone ever in history that didn't have haters that didn't have well, anybody who was actually uh, somebody who was actually up to something yeah like did yeah. you guys hear the story about uh what the hell was that guy's name uh oh yeah um it was like um uh oh yeah Mal- malcolm stevenson was the guy from the queen's gambit no i actually don't know who that guy is because he quit oh that guy yeah yeah that guy i don't know malcolm stevenson right i, I never heard of the guy but he quit <laughs> at some point because someone told him that he should quit right that's why they don't have books about Malcolm Stevenson. But there is books about Cornelius Vanderbilt. There is qu- there is books about, you know, Steve Jobs. There's, I mean, the the greatest book, actually, if anyone ever wants to just read a, like a, a book in one sitting because it's so entertaining. And I mean, look at the value of, of the business lessons is one thing, but the resiliency is there is Phil Knight's shoe dog. I mean, dude, I, I don't know how many signals from, from the gods you can get that you should slow down and, and turn off your business. Phil doesn't believe in the gods, apparently. So <laughs> yeah. he's not believing in the gods. I think that this was a great question. And just to kind of wrap up what John and Ammer said, I, I would just highly consider, or I would consider the fact that it's highly possible. That the only reason that you're getting unsupportive feedback and a little bit of pushback from people that are close to you is for the exact reason Ammer described, which is they love you and they don't know how to protect you from something that they think is maybe going to be unfortunate for you. So how that comes out is unsupportive nature, kind of negative, kind of passive, kind of a lot less than what you'd think they would do for something that you care about. The reality is, you know, one of the weirdest things I had to accept, which is kind of strange, I, I don't know what you guys think about this, but, you know, there was a time in the past four years where I realized that, um, some of my friends, a few of them, I guess, and my family are serve a really good purpose, even though they don't support what I'm doing. Um, they will just unconditionally love me and want to protect me from things that they think is risky or uncertain. And that's just what they're going to do. Like, I'm never going to be able to sell my mother on starting a large business. She just thinks it's a bad idea. Like she, she has always worked a certain job, knows that it's a fairly certain income, doesn't like taking risks. If she was considering doing what I'm doing, she would just think it's a really bad idea, right? And she's maybe learned a little bit about what's going on here and, and what, how it can change. But still, I don't think that she'd be a super supportive. But just understanding her more, really getting in her space and seeing why she'd say that because of reasons that she actually loves me is a game changer she's not she's not like a mean person she's not unsupportive she's not like the lamest mom ever no she's a superhero like she raised my sister and i solo with no help so if i'm going to start to take her unsupportive nature as an insult i have to really second guess myself here because she knows a lot more than i do she's been on this planet for 29 years more than i have so you know she probably knows something i don't however I don't, I can't take that as being like the 100% vote for what I should do. There's just going to be a few people in your life. I think it's inevitable. I don't, it doesn't matter who you ask if they're in a business ownership position. Like there will be some people that just think you're kind of doing the wrong thing, not because it's the wrong thing, just because they want to support you. And they think it might be, they're actually trying to support you by telling you that you should disengage because it's a bit risky. 
Yeah. On a similar note, like I think that there's also something to be said about, um, like the same like the way the analogy I always use is sort of like the way that you um like get your score in university, or at least when I was in mm-hmm. university, where you would have all your different assignments, your exams, your quizzes, etc. And mm-hmm. they would all have a grading, right? But then there would be different weights, right? Like, so your final mm-hmm. exam might be worth, you know, 50% of your grade, et cetera, right? Mm-hmm. Well, the way I look at it is that certain people's opinions have different weights than other people's opinions. So, you know, the the, mm-hmm. the, the, the store clerk that gives me a stock tip, yeah, it's like a 0% weight. Like, there's, like, there's, you know, I, I, I'm just not going to think about it, right? Whereas mm-hmm. if Warren Buffett has some investing advice, there's a lot of weight on that, Right. So you 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 want to sort of filter somewhat just based on people's weightings, right? You you just the simply call can't podcast, take in a lot of weight. Yeah, you just simply can't take in all the information you possibly can, right? Like you don't want to spend all your time considering the store clerk stock tip when you have you you know you know the weekly call to listen to. Like that's something you'd rather <laughs> you know invest more time into. For sure, so. for sure. What's the second question? Yeah. Okay. Let's get into it. Um, also. I have a absolute huge surprise for you guys at the end of this podcast. You guys are going to die. <laughs> You're that guy. Who, You're that guy who like is that guy. No, no. I that. just found I just found this thing in our DMs oh, okay. that had kind of been lost. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. he said that he emailed something to the podcast Gmail account and I found it and it's it's going to make you guys cry. Oh, cry lot. Like it's it's yeah, absolutely okay. insane. Okay, okay. well, I'm super Dude, stoked. it's insane. I can't believe somebody did this for us. It's ridiculous. It's I will, like, I will oh have zero God. anticipation until the event arrives. Okay. <laughs> okay, let's answer this question, though. Okay, second question. Um, so this is a bit more long-winded. Um, hey, guys, I'm a rookie operator with StudentWorks this year. I listened to the Dear 2021 StudentWorks operator episode and then episode 13, which was last year's Dear StudentWorks episode. I love the podcast. I feel grateful for this opportunity and the podcast is such a wonderful bonus of that. I'm going to listen to episode 38 next. Uh, thank you for making the pr- and producing this content. It's so authentic. I really hope you guys keep making these. Thank you, sir. Uh, now into his question. I had a question that's kind of personal. Uh, I was hoping you might have some insight. I've had some significant traumatic events in my past And as much as I feel like I've moved on, every time you guys keep mentioning excuses, keep mentioning making excuses, and specifically this, quote, locus of control, quote, I can't feel, but I can't help but feel that I'm partial to having this entitled or egotistical mindset of, quote, what I've been through. I was wondering if you might have any episode recommendations or info slash book you might find helpful to stay focused disciplined and find inner peace wishing you all the best man those are one of the questions where i wish this guy was like on the call yeah because it's uh, it's not a thing that i feel personally at least i can really get resolved on the spot because this is one of the things like remember john the system that i mentioned to you austin the thing i did with you on the chicken and diner place the chicken and waffle place that didn't have chicken or waffles. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yo, I will never forget that. You and I walk into this random restaurant. And they're like, yo, we got neither of the two things we say we yeah, have. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. But, I, but I, I actually have a Wait, specific like, as in they system. ran out or they just didn't sell them, period? Just didn't have... Dude, there was nobody in the restaurant. They were just like... They ran out of chicken and the waffle makers were broken. And you're just like, bro, what is this? Did yeah, they have any food like on a night. they serve you? Hey, man. It's yeah. like, yeah, we still have peanuts, though. Yeah. I, don't know, I think I ate salad. At the end of the day, oh my god! Sorry, this chicken go ahead. 
Go ahead. But all I'm saying, dude, Austin, remember how I sent you and John like a recording of a phone call that I had? Yes. That was a mindset one that yes. I said we should release. Yes. Did we release it? No. Because I it was with that. <laughs> because it was with a no. Because you were gonna okay it with the person that you had a conversation with. Oh, oh, okay, okay. Oh, no, and you were, and you were gonna blur some names. You were gonna blur some names out. Yeah. I was gonna blur some stuff. Okay, yeah. cool. Okay. Uh, we should release that episode. It, yeah. because, well, I'll ask you guys. Uh, do you think you guys have been through some shit? Dude, we all have. Yes. Yeah, exactly. No, exactly. That's my point. Yeah, everybody's been through stuff, and the way you translate it, there's like specific ways to look at it. And um, personally, uh, if this person is listening, I mean, I'm more than happy to have a phone call with them if they want to reach out to me. Um, otherwise, what I would say in terms of uh, the the sort of the excuse factor there that I've been through a lot, I would recommend the book. Um, uh, John, help me out. The book with the concentration camps. Man's Search for Meaning. Man's yeah. Search for Meaning. I would recommend you buy that book as soon as, like, like my words are entering your brain. You go right now, buy that book. Or David Goggins' book, actually, for that matter, too. Man's Search buy for both. Meaning by it Can't Hurt Frankel. Me and Man's Search for Meaning. Read those two books and... Uh, no by the way, excuses. read Man Search for Meaning, like the physical copy, but get the audio book of Can't Hurt Me by David Goggins because the audio book actually it. has podcast episodes in between each chapter and it's epic. Yeah, yeah. So it's really good to see other stories. The reason I re- like we recommend these two books because it's stories of overcoming uh, like these, these, these people have traumatic lives and childhoods. Way well, more traumatic than yours. I'm, way, I'm willing to bet on it. So, Tim Ferriss has said uh, it best, I think, is that somewhere, at, I think Ryan Holiday says it too, someone at some point in time in history has achieved more with less and has gone through more than you. 100%. 100%. Wow, what a good quote. 100%. So these two bucks, if you pick them up, uh, whoever, whoever asking this question, if you pick them up, you go through them thoroughly and reach out to me. Uh, I, I can promise that this wow. will be a thing. A that's thing a big, a, big offer, Amber. Wow, that's uh, it's nice of you to throw that out there. Yeah, no worries. Yeah, well, happy, um, happy to help. But uh, that's the only person who's getting that offer. No <laughs> more, no more phone he, calls. He right? wrote us a very nice little message <laughs> last, there. Last so guy. yeah, no, he's a good guy. Okay. Um, cool. So okay. What's this? What's the secret? Okay, here? so we had a guy. I'm gonna read you this. Okay. Oh we got God. an email. We got an email. I hope that we should probably release this as an Instagram thing. So this when is be... when did this email come? Okay, this email came in on. Uh... Let me see here. I'm just trying to fiddle around with this. This email came in on December 18th. We are about five wow. weeks out, so this fell through the cracks. I don't know. Uh... Yeah, we should definitely give him credit. Well, I'll, I'll read what the email says. Hey. Uh oh. Uh oh. <laughs> hey, I made a rap song about the weekly call. Oh no. And was hoping oh, yeah, you this guys guy told can re- this. And was hoping you guys could review it on Whack versus Wisdom on the next podcast you guys record. I've attached oh, a PDF God. file with the lyrics below too. P.S. It's not professionally done by any means. I just threw bars over a beat on GarageBand. This is. This so, is dangerous territory so, we're entering here, Austin. 
I don't know if this is a good idea. <laughs> I really don't. Well, you know, I mean, we no, can we need this guy's name. We need to expose this guy. To- it needs to, like, you can't do this and <laughs> okay, not at least enough. risk something. Fair enough. Yeah, let's go. He's reached out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, he wants to be part of the podcast. Yeah, yeah. We need to get his name out For there. sure. Tomoki Okamura. Yeah, he's okay. out from out west here. Yes, sir. So, Tomoki, Tomoki. I respect the initiative, my friend. I respect the initiative. Now, Wait a minute. I'm okay, looking at been the. Listening. I'm looking. I'm not giving. I'm not. I'm not giving an inch here. I'm gonna tell you my, the cold hard truth. I'm not beating around the bush with this black okay. versus white. You know, <laughs> I'm just giving you a disclaimer. If you want to turn off the podcast, all right. right now, uh, do it now, uh, Tomoki. But uh, I'm looking at the PDF lyrics. It's 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 got some like this kid went to work. This kid went to work. Okay. Wait, did he rap it? He he sent me an audio clip of him <sighs> rapping it. Yeah, so I'm gonna play I'm the saying, audio man. clip, okay? Yeah, John, that's what I'm trying to say, man. <laughs> Dude, Tomoki is putting so, himself out there. Yes, sir. Yeah, this is some savage yes, moment, right? Here. <laughs> this, is, this is going down in history. Oh my gosh! So I'm just gonna share the sound so we can still see each other here. Damn, brother. Oh so God, Tomoki's dude. putting it on the line, you know. Uh, oh my God! Damn, son. Right. Where do you get that beat? Get that beat. See money on the beat. Oh no! Shout out my homies at Dulux. For you, oh. Amber, Austin, John, what's up, man? Fucked up. Okay, yeah, I'll say it again. Y'all got me fucked up. Okay, Amber, Austin, John, got me fucked up. Fucked up, dripping with the merchandise I copped up. All my fans dropping, yeah, they're big fans. Plus, the speakers at my motherfucking pedal band. Calling up my homies on my own call. Fill accounts, now I guess I got a go phone. Meditating, got me thinking, yo, this is run a marathon, got me feeling King Kong. <laughs> Ads out on crisis, leads from the heavens. Haters stay mad while he popping off a business. New money come up, by the sea or thunder. I'm a stepping clients call Mr. Hunter Hunter. Savage in the sheets, but he don't even touch her. Setting up a legacy for his baby brother. Goddamn, hammer no come with no hands. Inner bitches love him cause he's racking up the bands. Pause it, talking about an Austin. He be grinding so hard like he David Goggins. Wants to be the king, wife could be the queen. Only thing to lame be that motherfucking ring. Being with the team and drinking with the boys. He's a sound of tough, like a motherfucking Floyd. Dream a bell discount, he don't give a fuck. Where the pieces for you, bitches, how to beat it up. Yeah, that's fucked up. Stuck for Rona, yeah, homie, locked up. We could call cooking in the frying pan. Plus the speakers of my motherfucking pedal van. Calling on my homie, start my own call. Fail a challenge, now I guess I gotta go bold. Meditating, got me thinking we don't live long. Run a marathon, got me feeling King Kong. Ruckle on the streets, sham three, he be working. Read a book a minute while I sleep, he be learning. Homie really copping cash while he fucking meditating in a condo while he fucking jerking. Jerking. Burn a fucking club <laughs> down. Legs crossed, levitating, he like one now. Oh, this cold is calls, like the fifth grade. What? Pro works, got their hands on a god now. Amaros and John got me fucked up. Pseudo works painting got me fucked up. <laughs> Nothing matters, I could cheat got me stocked up. First place on the board, bitch is locked up. What? Calling on my homies, got my own call. Fail a challenge, now I guess I gotta go ball. The little, the little. Meditating got me thinking we don't live long. Run a marathon, got me feeling King Kong. What you mean? What you working for a salary for? I be old school, cold call, rotary phone. While you whack up your business. Oh, that's dirty. will be the only fucking thing that I will listen in my pedal van. Yeah. Mom's proud, she be cheering back home in Japan. From the spade, what you telling me I can and can't. Everything I'm not, maybe everything I fucking am. Uh. Oh, 
Ladies and gentlemen. Yo. Wow. Yo. Tomoki? We have some amazing fans. Yo, these dude. fans, dude, that was these legit. fans get me. Yo, Tomoki put in work. Tomoki. Show me this PDF lyrics, man. I I, I like heard some dude, of it. Dude, there was some fire in there. <laughs> that rotary Amorous phone John line got me fucked up. <laughs> dude, that rotary phone line was no. Actually, the part Amher's part was the best. Like go like like pull up the Amher like where he starts talking about Amher. That part was absolute <laughs> a banger. Okay, so T Money on the beat. Shout out my homies at Dulux. Amber Austin John, y'all got me fucked up. <laughs> no, no, go go down, go down, go to the go oh, down, no. go down. Uh, yeah, keep going, keep going. Ads out, it's ads out. Yeah, keep going down. Ads out on down. Craigslist. Uh, keep going down. It's uh, no, that's it. Oh no, no, he runs through it. Okay, sick. no, no, go back up. No, no, there's this part. There's a part. No, no, stop. Um, well, you talked about this his little brother. The... Oh yeah, yeah. Oh yeah, that is it. Yeah. Heads out on Craigslist. Leads from the heavens. Haters stay mad while he popping off a business. Hammer sniping clients, calling Mr. Hunter Hunter, savage in the sheets, but he don't even touch her. Dude, like, think about the depth of that, though. Think about the depth of that, though. Because Ammer doesn't, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, Setting up a yes. legacy for his baby brother. Goddamn, Ammer make her come with no hands. Tinder bitches love him because he's racking up the bands. Like, dude, like that's a good, like that's a good little line, yo, man. The, the line, that yo, the verse about me pausing, talking about young Austin. He'd be grinding so hard, like he's David Goggins. And then he brings in the episode about Miranda. Oh, dude, Miranda this is going, so good. And, and Miranda going like, "Oh, I'm waiting for a ring." And he goes, "Austin be the king, wifey be the queen. Only thing delaying be that motherfucking ring." Damn, but, dude, yo, that is so but, yo, my, good. But my, but my thesis is on delayed discounting, right? So do you not even see like the the interplay there? Like, yeah, no, totally. DM with the team and drinking with the boys. Thesis sounding tough like it motherfucking Floyd. <laughs> Je m'appelle discount. You don't give a fuck. <laughs> right? Thesis for your bitches. How he beat it up. Like, oh my dude. God. Dude, this isn't bad. Like, oh my God. Yeah. Damn, bro. Yeah. Meditation think got me thinking we don't yeah live long, run a marathon. Got me feeling like King Kong. Dude, this is a good... Wait, 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 yeah, wait, wait. I want to see the part about me. Where's Go the, uh, dude, the pedo van? He's shouting out my van. Ron, uh, run yeah. Kelowna Streets, Jam 3. He be working. Read a book a minute while he's sleeping. He be learning. <laughs> Homie real copping cash while he fucking meditating. In a condo while he jerking, or fucking jerking, jerking. Burn a fucking club down. Legs crossed, levitating like, what now? He he be cold calling since like the fifth grade. Since like the fifth grade. Oh! <laughs> oh! oh! <laughs> he be cold calling. That callback, dude. Do you know what though? Shout out to Tomoki because you can tell he's listened to a lot of. Episodes. Yo, he's listened to every goddamn episode. This is some real shit. Yeah, this is this, like there's some depth here. I mean, my favorite line some... in the whole thing is "Go back up." No, 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 no. Go down. No, no, no. Go back up. No, no. Just go back up. The whole thing, the best line in this entire thing is Ammer sniping clients, calm Hunter Hunter, savage in the sheets, but he don't even touch her. That is the best (laughs) line ever. I love it. Okay, Ammer, what's yours? Go down. Oh, Oh, yeah. yeah. What you mean? mean? What you working for a salary for? I'd be old school. Cold call uh, rotary phone. Damn. While you, while, no, no, but while you whack, I be wisdom while I social distance. Weekly call be the only fucking thing I would listen to in my pedo fan. Mum's proud. 
Shibi Shirin back home in Japan. Run this fade. What you tell me I can't or can and can't. Everything I'm not made or everything I'm not made me, everything I fucking am. That's a good line right there. Damn. Everything I'm not the made Japan. me everything. No, no, think about that though. Everything I'm not made me everything I fucking am. That's a good line. Yeah. yeah. Tomoki, dude, shout is, out. Is where I wanna is where I wanna take my brother or some of my family members to Japan. Listening in my pedal van. Damn, dude. Listen, man, you got my respect. You know, you need a producer. You need some professional mixing on this, but. Uh, you made me laugh, man, and uh, that was worth it. So, that's insane, that, dude. Okay, this okay is, this so is I'm, really I'm just sending him a message now because it's going to be a two-week delay from when this comes out. So, uh, but hold on, Tomoka, I know you're listening right now. If you really want to make us proud, go out there and run the best business that you can. Right now, you might be getting excited because we're giving this recognition, but truly, 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 if you want to make us proud, go out there and run a multi-hundred-thousand-dollar painting business. Go earn money for your family. Let's go. Tomoki. Go set yourself up. Go be the man. This is your time. This is this is the, the sign you're looking for. Go out, canvas tonight. Go make 20 phone calls minimum in the next hour. Go get this bread, man. It's your turn, baby. Okay, here's a... Thank you. It's actually a very short quote I have today. It's actually the one I was telling you about earlier. I just wanted to kind of give the exact quote because it's kind of cool. So here's exactly what Warren Buffett he said. He said, what we do is not beyond anybody. He's, this is Warren Buffett talking about what he's done with Berkshire Hathaway with Charlie Munger. What we do is not beyond anybody else's competence, said Buffett. I feel the same way about managing that I do about investing. It's not, or it's, it's just not necessary to do extraordinary things to get extraordinary results. I agree. Pretty insane, eh? That's how the cookie crumbles. <laughs> Whatever that means. Closing thoughts, gentlemen? Well, Tomoki, you just blew my mind, my guy. I don't that know what to insane. do with myself. Um, Way better than I was expecting. Not once did I ever think that when we started this podcast, that would happen. And my apologies to you, by the way, because you messaged us on Instagram late December I told you I'd check it out. I didn't get the email because it got lost in our inbox and I just found it as I was going through those questions that I wasn't planning on bringing that up. So when I was going through the questions we got, I saw your name, I remembered the message, went back, clicked on it, looked at the email quickly. It was there. I was like, oh shit. Dude, now this oh, sitting actually, in our mailbox for two months. Dude, oh, yeah, hold almost, on. Actually, yeah. hold on. Speaking of, 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 of delaying, I actually... Um, so I actually... So I got I got a letter maybe a couple weeks ago, maybe a week and a half ago, and um, and it had a list of questions. Oh, cool! And I had I had sort of like typed up a response. Now, I mean, I, I totally understand if you guys aren't open to do this, I could maybe just send them the, the the thing. But I thought it maybe would be kind of cool for me to like at least go through a couple of these questions and my responses to them, and we could discuss them. Uh, can you pick two? Yeah. Of the yeah, questions that you feel we may have not we gone go as, as on depth uh, in this entire like like eighty episodes that we've done so far. Like pick the two most unique questions. You guys chat for a second. I'm gonna go grab the sheet with the question and I'll yeah, one second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Let's let's draw it up. But uh wait, how'd you say you found it, Austin? You were just going through the mailbox. So I was, was reading those messages to you guys that we were just reviewing. 
and yeah. I'm on the podcast Instagram account and I'm just going through our DMs and I'm just scrolling through to see if there's any like other noteworthy questions that I maybe forgot That's over the nice. last coming weeks. And then I go across Tomoki. I'm like, oh yeah, Tomoki messaged me about this song. And so I click on it and I'm like, yeah, weird. I And then his most recent message, which I responded to, but I guess I never went to check the email said, um, he said, hey, I don't know if you had the chance to check, but I emailed you an MP3 file and a PDF of the lyrics mm-hmm. to a rap that I made about you guys. Wow. I thought it would be funny if you guys check it out. And then we, yeah. uh, I just okay, went, couple on of our, things. went on our Gmail account and, and boom, there it was. So a couple of things on that. I think uh, a lot of people have been asking for like 10 minute YouTube clips. I think this should be the first one. Yeah. Honestly, I think this is the first 10 minute clip. Uh, do, do you guys want to pay somebody for that, or do you guys? How do you guys want to go for that? You mean for editing it? Clip? Yeah, I guess here. If you're listening to the podcast right now and you want to take part in launching a uh, like a JRE clips type YouTube Dude, channel we need, we need for someone. the weekly call, we need someone. We need somebody who kind of loves to edit and trim ten minute clips from every single podcast that we've done. So if you love the podcast. If you know which episodes are your favorite, if you know which parts of each episode you can pick out 10-minute bits, we need you. And we're more than happy to trade for maybe some wisdom. Uh, you can jump on the call with us. Yeah, uh, you could do a like a 30-minute call or a 15-minute call every week to kind of help you strategize minutes, your week. Yeah, 15 minutes, you'll get John, Austin, and I, and we'll provide any sort of wisdom that you're dealing with throughout your week. So if you're listening to this and you're like, I can do this, I want to head on, I want to take lead on the weekly call clips, all you, you'll you be doing is finding the best 10-minute clips and slicing them and putting them up on YouTube. So if that's you, give us a shout and uh, yeah, let's uh, let's do something. And something I've let's always go. wanted to do if we were to raise money for is I'd love to pick a moment in the last like 80 episodes, like t- a two or three minute moment that we would animate and have somebody animate for like us. the jre uh, the tune <coughs> clips the tune the tune clips yeah Dude, those are hilarious i think those would be the best so uh those are the two things but uh john i see you got the, the sheet in front of you what do you uh what do you what do you have for us there's um there's two questions in particular that i want to read the question and then just read my quick response this could maybe take about 15 minutes in total so we'll just do this somewhat quickly yeah perfect Okay, so here's the first one, okay? And um, the guy who wrote this letter to me, his name's Jeremy Ullman. None of these are none of these questions are sensitive or anything like that. Oh, so, yeah, this is Jeremy. Shout out Abstract. abstract yeah, so, yeah, 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 yeah. So he wrote me a, a, a letter, and, and, and I, Jeremy, I actually am going to put this in the mail tomorrow for you. I just wanted to take my time on the response. but So here's here's one of the questions that he asked. He said, and he actually was very detailed in this. He had it all numbered out and kind of very nice and neat. So it's quite nice. Um, you know, those master so, students, we don't, we don't mess around. Yeah. Why are you so uh, vehemently opposed to engaging in new activities like skiing in addition to the five or six things you, were, you really enjoy doing? If it ain't broke, don't fix it. Doesn't apply here. Morgan, episode 81. Let's say you've got a microwave, a refrigerator, a four-slot toaster, and a panini press. You use them every day and love each appliance for the unique role it plays in your life. What's so scary about a pressure cooker? If you got one, you wouldn't be asked to stop using the other kitchen tools uh, you know and love. And 
their nature wouldn't change. A fully equipped kitchen is a more functional and productive kitchen. End of analogy. You guys can still hear me fine. The Zoom audio cut out a tiny bit, but our our, our other recording is fine. So yeah, yeah, okay. we're good. Okay. Okay, so then here was my response. Um, uh, I said, I tend to do the following on a daily basis and have done so for many years now. I read, mainly financial and business history. I exercise, running and weight training. I work with my or within my painting business, marketing and estimates. I call friends and family, mainly my mother. Meditation, and then conversations with Trisha. Otherwise, I have little interest in adding to the list. I have spent years working diligently to remove items from the list and only with careful consideration will allow items to be added. By doing one thing, you are choosing to forego another. I also firmly believe the greatest rewards in life come from the repetition of a few tasks, not the dabbling in many. What are you guys' thoughts? Yeah, no, that's, that's spot on, man. I mean, if you focus on too many things i mean uh, i can only describe it in a diagram but like uh i guess uh if you see like a a flashlight if i if i was flashing a flashlight like towards you and like you were to step away you won't be able to get maybe like six meters out you know maybe like uh 40 50 feet and then the flashlight it, you know maybe not have the same effect hmm. if you're holding it and, and you're pointing it Whereas if you had a laser, I can snipe your cornea across three football fields, you know? <laughs> oh, interesting. So, okay. Snipe your cornea, yeah. So when you're taking on a hundred tasks, you're going to do a hundred tasks very average. Very oh, average. that's a good analogy. You know? Whereas if you take on three or four, averagely is not a word, but you, you know what I'm saying. Whereas if I take on four to five tasks, like Mr. Morgan has said, which is I've actually done with my business and, and my new lifestyle to build the startup. If I only take four or five activities that I focus on, well, guess what? I have the opportunity to be world-class at these things. Mm -hmm. And the best in the world at certain things, like David Goggins, he only, is like, he only does like two or three things. Michael Phelps only does two things. He like sleeps and swims and like eats. But that's it. That's all he does. And he's world-class. And so by adding a lot of things, you're also uh, diminishing your light, so to say. And you just got to ask yourself, do you want to be a flashlight or a laser? I, frankly, would rather be a laser. Yeah, there's another book that's worth reading on this topic as well. It's fantastic, and I'm sure Austin has actually read it. It's called The Paradox of Choice. Yeah. I actually haven't. That's interesting. Who's it by? Uh, I think it's by Barry Schwartz. Um, uh, by the way, listen to his <laughs> TED Talk. It is fantastic TED Talk. It's about 20 minutes long. It was a long time ago, but... Yeah, no, Austin, definitely read that book because it, it has a lot to do with what you study. Paradox of choice. Cool. Okay, I'll do one more question just because this one actually is, this one's, in my opinion, even, I, I really like this one. Okay. Um, you experienced an unconventional childhood and adolescence and seem to have slowly nestled yourself into a rigid, routine-driven lifestyle, which you claim to love and from which you prefer not to deviate. How can someone who strives to nurture and in quotations, infinite mindset, be so unwavering, steadfast, and selfish, question mark. You like doing five or six things in life, but what's going to happen when you have kids in a family? Are your kids each going to have their own their own armchair and be relegated to the study 
when they want time with daddy. There's no better time than now to develop a sense of situational adaptability and ease of leaving your comfort zone and trying new things for the sake of broadening your life experience. If not for you, then for the children. So taking some shots. Here moves my shots. I said, so this is actually, the reason why I wanted this question specifically to answer on the podcast is I wasn't sure if maybe Jeremy uh, was uh, exclusively confused about the idea of an infinite mindset because if he was then maybe other people were as well so I thought this part was super important to, uh, for people to understand the idea of an infinite mindset has nothing to do with the variety of tasks performed rather the way in which one views each performed task in relation to the unknown duration slash length of one's relationship with the environment they find themselves in and the characters within that environment does that make sense to you guys? Yeah. Okay. Because I, I think that he, because I think that when, I think, I'm not sure if Jeremy was the only one that was confused with the infinite mindset, not just, so he, I think he thought it was, it was like how many tasks you're doing is infinite, right? That, that That's your mindset, like as in you should be open to new experiences, which is, that's openness. It's a different thing, right? Now, the, mm-hmm. the, the answer to the other part of this question is I said, I don't understand why the idea of leaving your comfort zone is so widely used. Yes, in certain situations, you may need to do things that are uncomfortable. However, I don't believe this should be confused with seeking discomfort as a default. I find there is much comfort to be found in growth, which is almost completely neglected in most people's thought patterns. I plan, yeah, so that's actually, that was like the second part of the question. And then the last part was, I plan on spending enough time with my kids that they are not neglected and less time than what would be considered smothering. Whatever that may be for each child I have, I don't know. I aim to instill positive habits within my children, which will not be restricted to the positive habits that I have cultivated. Mm-hmm. I'm interested to hear your guys' thoughts. Answer. I mean, the, the the child part, I think, is speaks for itself. I don't know if anyone would disagree with that. But I'm curious, Amr, specifically, what do you think about this? I don't understand why the idea of leaving your comfort zone is so widely used. Yes, in certain situations, you may need to do things that are uncomfortable. However, I don't believe this should be confused with seeking discomfort as a default. I find there is much comfort to be found in growth, which is almost completely neglected in most people's thought patterns. What do you think of that? Who said that? For me? Who who said that? I did. You did. Okay. Yeah, this is my response to him. The the way I used to look at it was like, oh, in order to increase my confidence, I just have to like do do more things or try different things. And yes, it's nice. And I remember part of the the um, the training that I did was remember like I had to come up with five things that I would never no three things that I would never do and I biked through downtown Toronto rush hour traffic yeah 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 I went Vogue dancing yes and uh, I smoked a cigarette you know? <laughs> <laughs> you remember? yes like I, I forgot drunk, you yeah. did that stuff man yeah and and John the one thing that I think uh, I would actually side with Jeremy just that one aspect is by by doing these things i shift my perspective on the world just for like maybe a week like for a week my like the way i see the world it's very hard to explain but the way i see the world changes and it gives me a a new lens to kind of view the same problems and same situation to be able to make a different decision whereas without doing these things 
uh, I wouldn't have been able to see that. So that's the that's the one thing I would maybe side with uh, Jeremy on is like you know doing more things early to broaden up your horizons. But I think people take that as an excuse and they use that as an excuse to be like, oh, this weekend I'm not gonna work. I'm gonna go do something crazy and. And I think that's like overkill. I think maybe I once agree with a what you said, Hammer. I definitely do think that um, going out of your comfort zone will definitely help you grow. But the point that I was trying to make there specifically was I was like, I find there is much comfort to be found in growth. Like, I don't think oh, that, yes, yeah, like I don't think that you need to be like constantly in a state of uncomfortableness, okay, or discomfort, okay. No, dude. In order to grow, nobody like, knows. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I think that, that, that like, it's, that's why I said, like, the first part is that I said, I don't understand why the idea of leaving your comfort zone is so widely used. Like, yes, like, there is a lot of situations where the growth is to be found in uncomfortable things. But, I got, and, and that's why I literally said, like, there's a lot of situations where you can comfortably grow. Like, you don't need, like, you, you don't need to go do the uncomfortable thing. Like, there's a lot of times where you can actually grow comfortably. <laughs> well, give me an example. Right now, like, I'm very grow comfortably growing. Like with my initial uh, calls, it's very comforting. Got it. But you had to go through discomfort first. No, not even though, Amber. Like there was discomfort. So you, hold on. That episode, was were you never uncomfortable when when Austin and I were confronting you on your sales tactics? Uh, yeah, you are correct. Like on the call, there was discomfort in, in accepting that I was wrong. 100%. But that's growth. 100%. Yeah, but I but I um I think where Jeremy was pointing out was like the activities themselves must be uncomfortable. Got it. Like like that that's why I said in my in, in my text I said I don't believe this should be confused with seeking discomfort as a default. <clears throat> I find that some people Correct. are like, "Oh, I just go to what's most uncomfortable." It's like, "Well, I get like I get like that I mean uh. I mean, but it's not a bad tactic in the sense that what is uncomfortable could be it's, it, it could be, you know, like it is, it is, there is a sign of growth that if there's, if there's discomfort, there's probably some growth, but I think that you can also find comfort in growth. So like, I just wanted the people, cause like, I know that some people like yes. someone like myself who like, you know, like, you know, a lot of people you know, with anxiety, like, you know, I mean, all of us are anxious, but like some of us would have a little bit more tendencies towards the neuroticism. Okay. Like, so higher in that, in that personality trait, um, the thought of doing what's uncomfortable is particularly, uh, discomforting right whereas i think that you, there's a lot of things that you can find a lot of comfort in and still grow just as much like like and you like you can reframe things to have them as comfortable like in the sense that correct like increasing your booking percentage is comforting because it means that you don't necessarily have to do as many estimates right so like mm-hmm. there's there's different ways of framing things to make them more comfortable um yeah, for the action. yeah. it's not a necessary condition to be discomfortable while growing yeah 100 percent. that, that was the point yeah, I was trying to make. sufficient but it's not necessary yeah correct yeah, yeah it, like in, in certain it. situations you definitely want to go directly towards the discomfort is like like you know if you're gonna if you're for example if you're if you're working out the discomfort is actually what you are seeking right yeah yeah beautifully said man what a great conversation. I think this was this was awesome. Yeah, I can't believe that like I this is probably I've said this a lot, but this is one of my favorite episodes. <laughs> yeah. That's good. Yeah. That means we're uh, we're 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 doing what we're doing. We are again, if you're listening and you feel if you think that YouTube thing might be for you, well guess what? Yeah, we were somebody serious. else maybe yeah, somebody may have messaged us already. Yeah. So, you know, this is first come, first serve. Uh so send in why we should pick you. 
Uh, don't go too deep in it. Again, I, w- I would rather you focus on your business than on deep. this email. I hold on. Uh, Actually, yeah, but if it helps, one thing on a side note What's here. Up, um, hey, listeners. So clearly, you guys are enjoying this. Not only <laughs> no no, but seriously though, not only are you guys yeah 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 continuing to listen to this at a very high retention rate as far as you guys are watching the whole episodes like as in a large portion of our audience is still listening to what we're talking about right now okay Mm -hmm. if you are listening to this crazy please scroll to the bottom of whatever browser you're on and just leave us a five-star review it really helps us out it would really grow think about think about all the people that have written into us that have said that you know this is really helping them either grow their business or help them in some way and think about maybe if this has helped you in any way okay well by leaving a five-star review you're literally just increasing the likelihood that someone else can also get this positive information so please yeah if you feel like you've gotten value please go to the bottom leave us a positive review write in the text and uh, we'd love to grow the viewership right we'd love to have more questions from people we'd love to get uh more people listening to this podcast that will bring interesting questions and present yeah just present new um just i mean mean, more viewers is the better i think for everyone it goes really far for us because um the more five star reviews we get it's not really about the how many stars or the you know we want them it's just we naturally get found easier by a lot of people on these podcasting platforms and the the algorithm really helps us out there when we get a bunch of five-star reviews packaged in together. So it really does help us out if you guys could, wherever you're listening to, scroll down, leave us a review. And uh, yeah, it goes a really long way so that, you know, maybe one day there comes a day where we can actually use, we, we can make a bit of money doing this and actually fund some really nice equipment and materials so that we can produce this at a much higher quality um, and, and hire people that, know how to make these podcast videos be like this their full-time career and and we want to take this to the next level so it really i was even thinking if we there. made money at this we could do a yearly retreat <laughs> like an annual with retreat. like our elite listeners yeah yeah pretty insane yeah guys this is uh there's nfa here no fucking around like we uh we're <laughs> we're trying to NFA. 52 year habit 52 year habit so uh, isn't it crazy knows, maybe, that we've been doing this for over a year now yeah, it's pretty insane, I would say. I, I was actually talking to one of my friends about how Joe Rogan has 1,600 episodes. And we've been doing this for a year and a half, and we not even a year and a half, and we're going to have our 100th episode in two months. <laughs> like, like, this guy's been in the game for, like, oh, it's ridiculous, 15 years. So, anyway, um Great chatting with you guys this week. See you next week. And Tomoki, you blew the doors off this one, buddy. See you Shout next out week. To Moki. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, it's been over your call. <laughs> <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, it's been over your call. It's been over Hey, listeners. Thanks so much for tuning in this week. As usual, you can find us on Instagram at the weekly call pod or through email at the weekly call pod at gmail.com for any questions or comments about any of our material. And just to kind of pick our brain or even challenge us on a few things we said today. The intro and outro music was brought to you today by William Scott Thompson. You can find him on Spotify under that name. He has a lot of other great material on there that you can go listen to as well. Thanks so much for tuning in this week, guys. We'll see you soon.